0: Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcasts. Glover is a dynamic, results-driven leader with a consistent record of improving business operations and the client experience. Born and raised in Richmond, Stephen has taken on many challenges, like turning wrenches on the AMA Superbike Motorcycle Racing Circuit, running ultra marathons, training alongside members of military special operations, helping professional athletes improve, plus working with veteran nonprofits and other 501c3 organizations. His favorite part of challenging himself is the valued relationships he makes along the way. As principal broker and CEO of Peak Property Management, located in Richmond, Virginia, he offers the same approach to business from a diverse background and enjoys working around the clock to provide the best outcome for their clients. As a SEAL team physical training instructor early in the morning, Stephen brings the same enthusiasm and commitment to helping others reach their goals. Stephen, welcome to River City Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Let's start talking a little bit about your background because we're talking about peak management, but you really didn't start your career in the real estate world, which is somewhat unusual in your industry. So tell us a little bit about kind of your background pre real estate.
1: Yes, that's correct. I definitely was not in real estate when I began my career. I had to go through a few different paths to get there. And so I started out in the motorcycle industry, dropped out of college, moved to Florida, started working on motorcycles, and stayed in that industry for a number of years ended up working on race bikes and interned on Michael Jordan's uh, Superbike race team.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. His uh, AMA Superbike race circuit and worked in Harley dealerships and Honda dealerships and so forth and then from there got in a really bad motorcycle accident which ended up changing kind of my whole thought process on life and what kind of impact I should be making and things like that. From there I actually decided I want to be a Navy SEAL. I had this traumatic brain injury and I had other things that had happened in this accident. And so I looked at w- what is the best way that I can use my body and my mind to make an impact. And from there, I started training linked up with a local Navy SEAL that runs SEAL Team Physical Training. He took me under his wing for the next few years and we had trained and, and I ended up going and working with him. But we had traveled all over the nation training corporate and athletic teams, teamwork, leadership, and communication. And when we weren't training, we were shooting, we were doing underwater navigation, we were doing all kinds of different physical activities or Or learning how to stalk and things like that. It was a really good experience. And and I I spent a lot of time under his wing and, and working in that fitness company. And at the same time, he was training me to do what I wanted to do. From there, I went and attempted to enter the military. And of course, you have to go through all kinds of different medical tests. And because of my traumatic brain injury, ironically, I could not join the military in the capacity that I wanted to join. And so I actually tried all four branches in a special operations capacity, was not able to do that due to the medical test, and then ended up staying in the fitness industry. So from there, we went to Northern Virginia, did sports performance training, ended up working with anyone from 10 years old to NFL Super Bowl champions, trained with the Russian national hockey team, Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of different professional athletes, which is a lot of fun in the fitness industry. Then I came back to Richmond, Again, staying in fitness, working back again with the Navy SEAL, with SEAL Team Physical Training. And then from there, a good friend of mine brought me to lunch and put this opportunity in front of me saying, hey, we've seen what you've done with these other companies, with these businesses. We think you'd be really great in this capacity, which I knew nothing about, which happened to be real estate. And so that's how I ended up getting into it.
0: So what was your initial thought when they brought that up?
1: It was interesting because the first thing I did was, you know, it was property management. You said, hey, I have this entity more or less that performs property management. We would be interested in starting this, growing this business and develop it into a real company. And so the first thing I did is went to other real estate professionals in the market that I knew and asked them about property management. I knew nothing about real estate investing, property management, anything like that. Everyone told me, absolutely, do not do that. (laughs) Stay away from it. Reason being is because it's a nasty industry. It's a mean industry. You have to deal with all kinds of different types of people who are either happy or not happy or angry or upset at things outside of your control. And so it was really unique that it seemed like there was a really negative connotation with that industry. And after being in the fitness industry and helping people reach their goals and seeing what happens when you can help other people be successful, I figured why not give it a chance and bring that mindset to an industry that doesn't seem to have a lot of it. And so that's exactly what we did.
0: Unbelievable. I love how you look at that. And yeah, I think we've all kind of got that impression about the real estate world. So it's really impressive that you brought that mentality to it. So then that led to joining Peak. Tell us about when you got started there and kind of set up the foundation for what's going on now.
1: So that was in 2018 when I got started. I knew nothing about property management, knew nothing about real estate investing. And so the first 10 months or so was training. It was reading books, networking, figuring out what I'm talking about, how everything works. And somewhere around nine or 10 months in, it clicked and it was a light bulb went off and I just felt like this is exactly what I should be doing, what I need to be doing. I understand it. And I was studying mostly property management. I went to go meet with a first potential client and it was like getting hit by a Mack truck. That meeting was horrible, (laughs) a horrible meeting. He started talking about DSCR ratios and different investment strategies and different. And of course, because of my network, the first person that I met was, some multi millionaire investor that had been doing it for probably 40 or 50 years.
0: Yeah. You got to start with the small people,
1: test out them. (laughs) Yeah. It was a horrible mistake. So I basically deer in headlights stared at him and halfway through the meeting, he looked at me and said, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. And I was like, you're right. I don't, I don't understand anything. I'm going to go study some more and learn this. And so what it, what it told me is I need to understand the real estate investing. We're managing real estate investments. And so I need to understand from an investment standpoint, what, what does all this mean? What is their strategy? What are they trying to accomplish? And I kind of missed the boat there. And so I went back and started studying real estate investing. Then I got more excited because, hey, now we can look at financial freedom and now I could bring this to my family. And And it clicked. I understood it. And it, it was it was incre- once the finance aspect of it clicked, I was off to the races. And so that brings us to 2019 where we started Bringing clients and growing the business. And I was feeling confident about what we were doing. I was also buying real estate investments too. So our financial picture was changing as well for our family. But the cool thing about the business was, is that we had decided, me and my business partner had decided that we would never outgrow our level of service. And for that reason, we didn't want to become what that connotation was, what that initial feeling of property management was. And that's when you do a really good job in the beginning, but then you outgrow that level of attention and care. And then you have thousands of units under your management and you're not Responsive, you don't communicate well, and people are angry and they're upset. Your team has a lot of turnover and things like that. So, we decided in the beginning that we needed to be responsive, communicate well, and focus on relationships. We could only do that if we were very selective about the assets we brought under management and the relationships we brought under management. So, then we had this kind of hard to get mentality. Word got out. We had so many people coming to us to grow our business, and we were very selective about what we took on, which allowed us to continue to do a good job for our clients. And so year over year, we ended up growing a lot. 2020, we grew somewhere around 400%. Mm. And then 2021, we were ranked the second fastest growing company in the region. And then from there, it's just been a wild ride, but it's been a fun ride.
0: Wow. Those are staggering numbers. And it just goes to show that because you came at it with such a unique and fresh philosophy. It's like the industry was waiting for you. They needed you. (laughs) You're like a savior. (laughs) Speaking to that, we've had a number of challenges personally in the building we lease. And it's been interesting to me because I've never been in a position of owning and running a business or dealing with that at all. And things like even just uh, the outside landscaping being kind of neglected, the bathrooms not being clean. I don't really understand how it works that we have somebody that that supposedly oversees it, but these things are neglected. Can you speak a little bit to that and how you guys oversee the properties that you manage?
1: In general, when a building might be neglected or when things like that might happen, there's a few different scenarios that could happen. It could be a property management company that doesn't have that level of attention and care to come out to these buildings and to be local and to have people on the ground to do regular inspections. Secondly, it could be a landlord that isn't really particular about their properties or doesn't want to invest a whole lot of money in their properties for various reasons. There's a lot of different strategies and mindsets that come into play, which is why we have to be very selective about the assets we have and the relationships we have.
0: And ultimately, the people that do lease in properties like this are going to assume it's you guys if things aren't being done rather than a landlord not approving budget. So you're saying that you're going to meet with the people that own the property and ensure that they have the same vision.
1: Otherwise, you're going to walk away. We are now a strategic partner for these landlords. And like any partnership, if your values don't align, it won't be a very successful partnership. And so that's how we structure our management.
0: Yeah, makes Complete sense. Talk a little bit about what businesses and clients you are looking for right now, knowing that you are not taking on a ton because you want to vet them properly. Who are you really looking for right now?
1: That's a good question. So it's, an, it's important to note that we don't take on a ton. So it's very important that when we do identify the right fit, that we're able to get that business. So we are looking for business. It's just got to be that right fit. And when we find that right fit, we want it. An example of that right fit would be class A and class B properties. And that could be a single family house. It could be an apartment building. It could be a medical building, or it could be an office building. We'll take a look at mixtures of portfolios, single family houses and apartments and duplexes, triplexes and office buildings and medical buildings. We love portfolios. We love one single family house. If we can add value and be a resource to that client, that landlord who prefers to have a strong strategic partner, we're going to be a good fit for that person.
0: With all this success and growth, I imagine that you are continually in one hiring stage or another. Are you looking for new team members now? And what does that look like for anybody excited about the idea of working for you and a company like Peak?
1: we have a very strong culture at peak and very low turnover with our team. Our team's fired up about what we're doing. And and I think that's also unique in the management industry because of the assets that we're managing, the relationships we have, our team has a lot of fun. We are always looking for team players that are interested in real estate or have experience in real estate. There's various positions that we could fill at any given time. With the growth that we have, there's new positions that we don't even know we need yet. But we are always looking for good people first and foremost, whether or not they have any experience or not. People are interested in real estate might still be a great fit. Just the, I think two weeks ago, we hired a property manager that had never worked in real estate before, but she's going to be a very strong fit for our team, for our culture and our mindset. And she really cares about helping tenants after having her renter experience. People who are interested in real estate investing, property management, landlording, and want to give back to the community, the tenants and our clients would be a good fit. And chances are pretty good that we could find a position for the right person within a few months of, of contact.
0: And I love the fact that you personally really understand that in some cases, it may be better to hire people that haven't been in the industry that don't have that sort of jaded mentality, have a positive attitude. And you know, you can learn it because you learned it. So they can learn it. And I personally work with one of your team members network with her. And I've never heard such dedication, loyalty, passion for a company. So you're doing amazing things. If somebody is interested In getting involved and working with you guys, what's the best process? Because, you know, you think about employment right now so interesting. There are so many businesses saying we can't find people. And yet there's so many people out there saying, I'm not getting a call back. If you were giving advice to somebody that was just dying to work with you, what would you say to
1: do? It's 100% all about relationships. The way I got in with the Navy SEAL, who ran a company, who was known, who travels the world doing training, I knew he was hosting a race and I I showed up to that race and introduced myself. And then the next day I showed up to his training and the next day, and I did everything I could to build a relationship with him. And that's what happens first. If you're interested in real estate in any capacity, start showing up to real estate meetups, start showing up in those circles, start building relationships, and you'll end up where you need to be. Same thing with any industry or any job that you're looking for. Start getting involved in that industry or meeting with people or taking them out the coffee and learning how you can get involved. And eventually, you're going to get in front of the person that you need to get in front of to get close to your goals. In short, to, to give you a short answer, to get a hold of us, you can go to our website. It's Join Peak pm dot com. You can go to the website, you can enter an inquiry, and that's an easy way to get in front of our team. But aside from that, I'd really encourage people who are interested in real estate potentially getting into this career or making a move to go to the meetups, get in front of people, build relationships. And chances are there will be a lot of mutual connections between anyone at Peak and anyone at these meetups as well.
0: That's great advice. Think outside of the box, which is so cliche to say, but it's true. Tell us a little bit about what you see for the future of Peak Property Management from maybe a community impact perspective.
1: We built our Foundation. We have our community relationships. We have a, a, an awesome community reputation. We want to uphold that, and we want to start giving back to the community because the community has given so much to us in in various ways. And and that's before real estate. When I was doing the fitness, and 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 even the motorcycle shop. So I've met so many awesome people in this community. I'm now in a position where we can give back and we can make an impact and we have a big enough team to where our team can go out and make an impact too. Ideally, we do want to start getting involved more with different local charities, smaller charities that we can grow with. I've reached out to the bigger charities and there's nothing wrong with them, but I really am intrigued by the smaller charities that may not necessarily have the funding or the support they need. We would love to, to help them make an impact.
0: We had a similar thought, especially in the middle of kind of the pandemic, realizing that funding had been very much cut off for a lot of nonprofits and started We Are River City. And it is literally to pair businesses like you with small nonprofits that need support. And it's something free to get involved in. So we'll definitely have to get you guys in that. Tell me a little bit about the team that's at peak right now.
1: We have an absolute rock star lineup. It's incredible how we've been able to attract the people that we have. And I think it it starts in the beginning where I get lucky and find one or two good people. And then they are such outstanding people that it attracts more good people and so it's contagious. We have this culture at Peak that it really derives from when I had the fortunate opportunity to train with these special operations guys and learn from their mentality and their teamwork, their leadership, and their communication. It just set the stage to enter into business and have that same culture within our team. I get to come out here and do the podcast and and I get to speak at real estate meetups and everyone talks about how successful the company has been, but it comes down to the people that have been working. Everyone who doesn't necessarily have have the opportunity to do that is just crushing it in the office every single day. Without them, Peak would not be close to where we are today. So I'm very thankful for who we have on our team.
0: That's awesome. And I can go ahead and say you wouldn't have them if it weren't for you. You know, it's like that positive energy draws positive energy. And it's always true. It's always true. So we appreciate you and everything that you're doing for your team and your community and and Richmond property. Stephen, thanks so much for being on River City Podcast. And we know you guys are going to do phenomenal in the future. But still, I wish you luck for you and your team. And thank you for taking care of our community in Richmond. Listening to River City Podcasts. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to RiverCityConsulting.com.